Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. The most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... What time is it? It's getting late at this point. Like, it's definitely after Jim's working hours at Copies and More. Like, it's, we'll say, kind of based on the time you spend searching the house and stuff like that, it's... Eh, we'll round off at like nine o'clock, give or take at this point. Getting late. Is there a Rolodex in this lady's house? Not that you found, but again, like those haven't been used in over roughly two decades at this point. Like even the older people are going to digital kind of phone books on their phones and stuff. Gotcha, gotcha. I'd rather not search the lake at night because that just sounds like a bad recipe. I say we turn in for the night, maybe check out a lake or a body of water near a incident site and then maybe i don't know i have a little chit chat with jim tomorrow yeah sure yeah it is getting light all right so back to the motel yep the motel all right you get back from that incident it's getting late at this point it's like you're getting up in the day it's probably around 10 o'clock by now give or take anything special you're doing before turning in any research you're gonna kind of set up for the night working on or just actually gonna get some sleep for once on an operation I'm going to hand uh, Florence the stuff that I smuggled out so she has it on her. Well, since there's not really much investigating I'm doing, I'm actually going to go ahead and, yeah, I'm going to turn in and go to bed. All right. The fire starter has some sleep issues, so he's probably going to stay up a little bit. I want to roll an occult roll, uh, trying to see if there's anything that I can piece together in regards to driftwood, hoodoo, voodoo. And like bodies of water sort of situation. Sure. I she's just gonna um, take pictures of the newspaper clippings and then she's gonna burn them. Sure. Uh, and I don't think she has anything to look at, any samples of anything to look at. So no. she's just gonna stay up, pull out her computer, and she's gonna do a deep dive research into these cults that he was obsessed with. Uh, yeah. Searching out of nowhere crazy message boards. Maybe go on the dark web, see if you can find anything. Yeah. All right. So by your powers combined, so kind of box trot your sleep through all this. It's kind of you've, you've tapped out of this, like this is really your skill set. Firestar, you're kind of looking through the occult aspects as trying to find a connection of some kind between driftwood, water, bodies of water, and all that stuff. And Florence, you're kind of deep diving into what these cults are. So what's your occult at, Agent Firestarter? My occult is at a 43. What's your search at? My search is at a 60. Yeah, so that's enough to kind of piece this together. So there's nothing explicitly linking kind of driftwood bodies of water and kind of murders of any kind, except for the fact that you need bodies of water to make driftwood, and driftwood is a thing that occurs in not just the ocean, which kind of is the most common source of it, but like anywhere can in theory make driftwood. If the wood kind of falls into a body of water and kind of doesn't rot all the way through as wet wood does not as long as it stays wet it kind of has that kind of strange quality to it and it does go through that semi kind of not chemical change but definitely a physical change on the outside it can happen anywhere it's most common in salt water that does a bleaching kind of stripping process but lakes bayous rivers streams ponds swamps anywhere is capable of producing what you would consider as driftwood or waterwood kind of thing like it's not there are some variations for it but like the stuff you're finding Definitely could be from a non-salted body of water. Does line up with that. And with the occult, you do kind of find nothing explicit. You're kind of down some deeper kind of Wiccan 
very worship sites kind of thing. It's like more kind of very, very naturalist approaches to nature. Not so much hoodoo stuff at this point, but kind of the idea that water connects things that fall into it, if you will. Like bodies of water are connected as long as they connect kind of thing. Like underground, it's ley lines and kind of labyrinths of tunnels that connect all bodies of water into one thing. And the idea that swamps and bayous and stuff that have like a consciousness to them and that they're all kind of as much as they're a living ecosystem because of the stuff that lives in them from a kind of spiritual and supernatural standpoint. They also have like a hive mind spiritualness to them, if that makes any sense. It's all hogwash. And maybe that's where the kind of the hoodoo aspects of it come in because there is some kind of idea of that as well. Kind of the idea of places having power and kind of evil building up sentience in places and stuff like that in theory. But again, this is just the occult. Like it's just kind of the interpretation of things and using the savannah-ness of the factor. Savannah has a lot of quote haunted places in it. So if you were kind of combined all that stuff together, hey, maybe the water of Savannah's haunted. That's outlandish and impossible. And why is it suddenly a problem now? But that's kind of weird. Dr. Florence. Yes. So hypothesis. Jim has a penchant for photography. Uh, from my look at my kind of research with the occult and whatnot, not the most connective or anything else like that, but just loose conjecture. Say that someone would kind of throw a picture or something that links a victim of a little strangling or whatever have you into a lake. Would that be kind of a basis of like a lake monster or lake wood monster targeting system? Um. Uh, can I roll in a natural on this? I don't... What are you trying to figure out, I guess? Like, have, neither of you have encountered something that would qualify as like a evil water monster by any definition yeah, of that. Does, like, that's not a thing. Would okay. this like match a a potential delivery method or like the idea for a delivery method to mark someone as a target for something else unnatural? I mean, yeah, I'm not quite sure what the delivery method would be. Like there's... Voodoo, I guess, as core kind of revolves around the dolls and the idea that kind of you can make totems of people and stuff like that. That's a thing, but it's not exclusively a voodoo thing at that point. Like, that's kind of a universal idea that kind of symbols and icons and pictures have power over people from a spiritual standpoint. Like, certain tribes believe you take a photo of someone, you steal a chunk of their soul or something. Yeah, I guess, like, from a supernatural standpoint, sure, but also, like, you could maybe rig up an unnatural thing to respond to a laser pointer just as effectively, yeah. hypothetically. It's too vague a question at this point. Um, it seems possible. Just conjecture. I'm still kind of not coming up with really anything to build a basis off of. Have you found anything yourself? Uh, have I found anything? Yeah. So the cult itself was really a low-tier cult kind of thing. Like The fact that it's not even a well-known thing Makes tons of sense. Like it was kind of a one and done type of thing. They splintered off because they were trying to, they became obsessed with this idea of finding a place of power. They were convinced that somewhere in the kind of surrounding swamp and woodlands around the Savannah area, it's why they came here even, there was a connection, like a, a great source of power that originated in africa of all places like it's not really clear what that's all about again their beliefs are very strange and they're an offshoot of a cult that like was ultimately kind of not really a cult and more of a pyramid scheme but this one at least seems to be like legit into the spiritual supernatural enlightenment aspects of that and they were trying to find they have a bunch of names for it like from which it stems they weren't sure if it was like a source of ultimate evil or ultimate life but it was like an idea where power gathered off of the land here they never seemed to have found it. They just kind of vanished eventually or kind of fell apart. But that's what their whole thing was. They were very much actively searching for something in the kind of natural areas around Savannah. It seems like our cultists were obsessed with some pinnacle of power that they were trying to find. Maybe it's bodies of water around here are just naturally unnatural. I mean, back in California, we have something called Pyramid Lake. So if they're obsessed with like pyramids and stuff, is there like something, some sort of formation, almost like a pyramid, pyramid like here is all I can think about is Nicholas Cage's tombstone, but no, nah, it's not a thing. Nah, I'm not in case what you're looking into. I mean, maybe at the bottom of one of these lakes, you'd find something, but I don't know, whatever it is, I'm more and more convinced that it is this kid 
So we need to be on the lookout, make sure that we're, we need to get something solid before we remove them. But it's really looking like it is him. Well, we still have, um, what's her name again? Minerva? Minerva Hall. We still have Minerva Hall to kind of think about as well. And then we can always get whatever report about Williams. Uh, but from what I remember, that one man who was uh, who we were talking to, I uh, can't remember his name, but she seemed like a decent individual. Yeah. I mean, honestly, he kind of fits the profile for what we're looking for, right? I'm not sure that Minerva does. Little stalker guy, kind of ugly, probably got a chip on his shoulder. Absolutely looks absolutely something that... Uh, weird shit starts happening with yeah whatever happens we're gonna need to we might need to bag him mm. i think john knows how to get rid of a body pretty well uh, it's not like we've all not had to hide a body before i mean like you dissolve one body you dissolve them all you set fire to something just get rid of their ashes there you dissolve you, you set fires to something but whatever you know what i mean that's your job not mine well you were kind of my mentor into this at one point in time, so... Look, I, um... We're each playing a part on a team. I do the backlog work, right? I look at things through microscopes, and occasionally I shoot things, but... Yeah, you do. Getting rid of bodies, forensics, all that kind of stuff, that's that's not my field. You and John are gonna be the... You guys are the experts in those those fields. Gotcha, gotcha. All I'm saying is, I mean, you can you can still put yourself, you can still kind of give yourself a little credit. You you got one over me on uh, Wendigo kills, so there you go. Anyway, I took a watch last night. I am going to bed. Uh, you want to wake up John, or are you going to take this uh, shift? I mean, I'll keep an eye out for a while. I'll wake John up halfway through. Perfect, because I am dead tired. Get some sleep. You need something to help with that? Do you have something to help with that? Absolutely. Go into her bag and grab uh, some sleeping pills and toss them to him. They're prescription. Bless you, my traveling pharmacist. Mm -hmm. How much will kill me? Uh, Don't take more than three. I pull out two, drive, swallow them, undress, and lay on the floor. I'm going to go outside. (laughs) All right, so you're outside? Yeah. What you doing outside? I'm just keeping watch. I mean, I, I'm not doing anything uh, of note other than just making sure nobody's watching us and anybody's really, like, paying attention to us. Not sure. Yeah. A night passes eventless. Nothing worthy of kind of watch happens, I guess. Like, maybe see some cars drive by way too fast. Yeah, normal night, if you will, as far as nights go for Delta Green operatives. Morning arrives, sun's up, people are some version of rested. What's the plan? Can we fit a visit to... Oak Tree Whispers before we meet up with Jim, or we get to meet up with Jim and then make a visit to Oak Tree Whispers. Um, well, we want to ambush him at work right as he's going to lunch, so uh, let's swing by Oak Tree Whispers. He's going to be going in this morning for an interview, so he's not going to be in for a while. Gotcha. Give uh, Officer Williams a call. All right. Yeah. So he picks up. Kind of sounds tired. Yep. Uh, still out here. Uh, wife's pissed at me, but you dropping by anytime soon? Yeah, it was good. We were thinking about making a little visit to Oak Tree Whispers. Anything of note happen? Nah, as best I can tell, she's in there still. Um, looks like she went to bed at one point last night, but yeah, shop lights are on, the open sign's open, um, open sign's set up, but yeah, it hasn't left since I set up shop here. Gotcha. Go get yourself a good coffee. You earned it. You want me to wait till you show up before I go do that, or am I free to go now? I put my hand over the receiving end. Hey, uh, Dr. Florence, uh, Officer Williams good to dip, or do you want him to leave when we get there? And then we'll be there in 20 minutes, and he can go. Officer Williams, we'll be there in 20, and you're going to be good. All right. Yeah, I figured that might be the case. Uh, Soon you get here. I hang up. All right. All right, let's go get coffee and then head over. We'll pick him up uh, something on the way, too. All right, so you head to Oak Tree Whispers? Yep. Yep. The shop itself is a bit of an oddity. So it's a two-story building. It looks like someone's converted at least a chunk of the first story to be this voodoo fortune teller shop of some kind. It's not quite clear what it's doing. It definitely has some tourist trap trappings to it, if you will. The second story kind of looks like a normal house. 
It's a flower bed out front that's got a variety of kind of like, like herbs and stuff like that inside of it. Makes sense given the voodoo-ness of it. Someone definitely lives here. This is more someone's converted their domicile into a place of business than a business into a home kind of thing. Like it makes a certain amount of sense. Probably goes along with the whole kind of local mystic angle of things. Officer Williams is kind of sitting on the hood of his car kind of waiting for you. So you pull up, kind of nods. Like kind of just says you pull up. Yeah, she's she's in there. Lawrence like rolls down the window and holds out a all like black coffee. Oh, God bless you drinks greedily from it oh, this is the best worst cough i've ever had in my entire life what's so special about this lady she came out once or twice to deal with her garden she's just some kind of older woman uh she dangerous or something maybe more thinking that she might be the next on the list but i think she's safe i think she's a probable victim interesting not anymore why is that keep up the good work and you'll find out i have chuckles at this okay yeah i get it secrets secrets can't trust the local PD with it, kind of like just like pretends to be her, but mostly he's just tired and kind of walks off, gets in his car. I'm going to go home and rest for a little bit. I'm technically off the clock, given, you know, the whole surveillance thing we just did. So I'm going to try and get some sleep. You're not stopping by the station to meet with Jim anymore, right? Nope. We're going to have a nice friendly chat on his lunch. Cool. Totally get it. Totally get it. But get some sleep. Don't think too much about what you're doing. Easier that way. No. Fair enough. Yeah, kind of gets in his car, drives off. Oak Tree Whispers is not in a super populated part of town. The nearest building appears to be abandoned of some kind. The house is nice, though. It's well-maintained, if not a little leaning into the voodoo aesthetic of it some. There's kind of vines all over it. It's a nice enough house kind of thing, too. Like, it's not run down or anything compared to its surroundings. You approach? Yeah. Yep. Let's not do badges to start. Yeah, I don't, I don't need to flush my badge for this one, I don't think. Yeah, let's head in. Follow him? I dilly-dally a little bit. I just want to check out the, the outlying area. She has a garden? Yeah. Anything of interest? Or anything interesting growing in there? Nothing super exotic. Some nightshade, some thyme, some basil, like stuff that could be used for cooking hypothetically or, you know, could be used for spells if that was a thing. Gotcha, gotcha. And then there was no bodies of water around, correct? No, not the best you can tell. Cool. After kind of looking around for a little bit, I headed in after everyone else. All right. So when so while you're outside, this is happening. So when Florence and Foxtrot open the door, they step inside and kind of sitting at the table opposite where they step in is we'll say like late fifties, early sixties, uh relatively short African American woman. She's kind of looking at you. There's a shotgun sitting on the table in front of her. She's kind of looking at you. Is this the part where I drop the call me now part of the voodoo stick? Or do you guys want to tell me why the fuck you parked a cop out in front of my house all night? You're, uh, you knew one of the victims of the murders, yeah? Yes, my niece. You see. You know, you're the first cops to come by and ask about this. Assuming you're cops. I, I know a police officer trying to blend when I see one. Sure. Are you friends of Mira or something? Uh, I've tried calling a bunch of times, and they all dismissed me as crazy. We're just trying to understand what happened. Got any insight? All right, so that, that, that kind of the initial shock of walking into this room is worn off, and Firestarters joined you after all this. The room is very voodooed out kind of thing. It's got a variety of kind of snake tapestries and stuff like that. There's a table in the center with a crystal ball and a variety of kind of spice jars on top of it. Minerva sitting across from you, though, she's wearing sunglasses. Her hair is kind of pulled into kind of a bun shape of some kind of a cat sitting on her lap kind of looking across the table at you she's kind of petting the cat i have my theories but i don't think you law enforcement types are going to like them kind of pauses for a second unless you're not law enforcement types i may have come i may have run across paths with your kind before whatever we are we're curious what do you think happened i cannot prove it I think this is the work of a tortured tree spirit. All right. Why is that? The manifestations, the the signs I've seen in my readings, they all indicate it's a Putin of some kind, an Oksa wood spirit of sorts. They lived in trees. They were, they were neutral. They were kind of open to influence, though. Hypothetically, their home, if it was corrupted and turned evil, could be turned. They could be turned also into something evil as well. You may not be so familiar with them. They're not quite as popular as your Anansis and whatnot. They're a little more spiritual, a tad more abstract from Africa. All right. 
So someone has to corrupt them? If you do indeed believe, in theory, yes, but that would require a African tree of some kind. You'd have to find some way of bringing one here to America. I've never heard of someone bringing a tree all the way from Africa here to Savannah. Your niece have a stalker? She mentioned feeling uneasy once or twice, but nothing nothing of that sort. I gave her some charms to ward off bad juju as a good aunt should, but nothing about a stalker ever. Uh, do you recognize this man? And Florence will show a, fi- a picture of Jimmy. She kind of appears to look at it. The cat also kind of appears to look at it. I don't particularly recognize the man. Did my niece know this man? You got any questions, Firestarter? Do you by any chance know anything in regards to like maybe an African oak? I mean, you do happen to have a oak. You did name your shop Oak Tree Whispers. Is there kind of like an African oak tree by chance? She kind of raises an eyebrow out. This kind of peeks up from behind her sunglasses ever so slightly. I, I named it Whispering Oaks because Savannah is famous for its oaks. But when I'm not giving out free advice to strangers, I do have to run a business and she kind of gestures around. While my powers are real, a little theatrics every once in a while does help bring in the tourists who just want to have their palms read and their auras cleansed by someone of my background, with my authenticity. What did you call the tree spirit? A hootin or hootin. The pronunciation varies slightly. How would you kill one? I do not know. To kill a hootin would be a complicated thing. One could hypothetically destroy its home, but. This is not necessarily my area of speciality. It's spirits and trees are not necessarily what I deal with. I deal with the here, the now, the spirits of the land I now dwell in. Anything else, Farsar? And what do you read of us? You deal with the here and the now, and we're standing in front of you now. She kind of stares through her sunglasses a little bit at you, frowns a little bit. Your, your auras are dark, cloudy, tainted of sorts, and kind of looks directly at Florence while she says that especially yours for some reason, but you're trying to do the right thing. I wouldn't call you heroes or champions or whatever it is you feel like calling yourself, but your auras convey you're here to do the right thing, if you will, to maybe not avenge my niece's death, but at least stop more from following the same fate. The spirits did whisper this to me, but to be honest, given the relationship with the local PD and the history of our town, I thought it might be smart to prepare some kind of gesture at the shotgun. I do apologize for the theatrics, but you understand. We'll do what we've got to do to survive. And nods at this. That we do. Miss Minerva, one last question. Do you by any chance know where the oldest oak grove or the oldest lake would be around this area? She kind of shrugs at this. I, I'm no tree expert. What, what, what are you getting at? I'm just local history. If there's any kind of the the east, like this side of the, this side of the Appalachians or this side of the of the states, it's a very very old 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 part of the land. I was just wondering, hey, maybe there's something interesting or something that carries a little bit of weight, carries a little bit of age around the area, you know, outside of just the sensationalization of the hauntings of Savannah. She's kind of mulling something over in her brain. She might divulge it if she felt persuaded you kind of read her a little bit better. But there's definitely kind of a thought going on. It's not fully crystallizing in her head. Are there any kind of memorials by chance about any kind of materials brought in by the African diaspora? I know that one of the old techniques was to hide seeds and other kinds of foods in the braids of their hair. Maybe tree seeds or anything else like that might have kind of taken root with them being brought over here she kind of pauses almost stiffens for a second i suppose there's the rumored hangman's tree church it's a terrible story a horrible tragedy long forgotten by local historians for its um let's call it unsightly portrayals of long ago at the end of the civil war there was this is all just kind of local rumor, if you will. There was a uh, an African church out in the woods, far away from towns. So they could worship and congregate in peace far away from civilization that chose to shun itself. One day, though, some of the local townspeople took poorly to this, and 
lock the congregation inside during mass and burn the church down with them in it. I've never tried to find it because that place would have terrible juju, but allegedly from the ashes, a giant tree grew, uh, an oak of some kind, uh, an angry, twisted tree, fertilized by the blood of those that were killed there. And over the decades since, after the tree grew, certain members of the local populace kind of pauses. I suspect you can guess at maybe which types would occasionally drag certain unfortunate members of the black community out there. None ever returned. It was a hanging tree on desecrated ground where hundreds of my ancestors died in one of the worst ways possible. It's just a rumor. I've never found anything real about it. I would love to cleanse such a spot from the lands here, but it doesn't actually exist. Do you have any idea where someone would look? Kind of shakes her head at this. She's kind of a little bit uncomfortable the whole conversation now. She's like, I've only ever heard stories of it. Uh, I know it's out in the wilderness, but I'm not a historian. I've only I only heard tales of it from the woman who taught me how to kind of gestures around, practice the arts. So it was a terrible place. She did say she found it once and it went wrong and to never go back there. Any, she say any names, those who've participated in those activities? Shakes her head at this too. She's like, she chose to rarely ever speak of it. The few times I asked, it was an uncomfortable topic. Very well could be. If it is what it is, your spirit taking revenge on the ancestors of those who committed the atrocities. As smiles a little bit at this. She's like, if that was the case, I would be almost proud of the spirit. But the fact that it killed my niece and her boyfriend suggests that that is not the case. Or it was until it was corrupted. And I shrugs at this. I, I do not pretend to know. I, I, I traffic in the, the whisperings of spirits here, and I've never heard them whisper of a horrific tree out in the woods i assume they would but maybe some things are too dark even for spirits to whisper about changing the heavy subject of this right now do you by chance remember the uh cult of osiris they had like a little thing here or anything else like that did you ever have it run-ins with any of them she kind of shakes her head no they they were long before my time I, I i heard of them once or twice but my understanding was they were mostly harmless they had some ideas about finding some great source of power here in town, but maybe they did find it. Maybe they didn't. As far as I know, they kind of just drifted apart eventually. I think I'm out of any kind of questions. I feel kind of bad for leaving a little bit of a tail or leaving a little bit of an accessory. Do you have a little charm that wards off against one of these houtines? If indeed it is, if it indeed is a houtine, there is very little that my magic outside of the shop can do, but you kind of like, Return to the table, tosses you something. Uh, this will at least bring you luck. It's kind of a, a bag of sorts tied up. It's, it smells kind of faintly of some herbs and some sage. It's unfortunately all I can offer. I'm old. Maybe in my younger days I could have helped out more, but I, I do hope that whatever you find, you do fix or at least avenge my niece. Florence is going to write down the number on her burner. Say, if you think of anything else I should know, call me. I have nods at this. Give me an alertness as you're kind of handing this over to her. She nods. 12 out of 57 success. Yeah, so kind of like her sunglasses slip a little bit down her nose, and you see she's blind, and her cat is what's staring directly at the kind of numbers you handed over to her. And she kind of like reaches up, grabs it without missing a beat, and pretends to hold it up to her face, and kind of slides her sunglasses up again, puts it down. If I think of anything, I'll be in touch. Florence just like looks between her and the cat. And then looks at the cat and nods. I have nods at this. If that's all, uh, I do have a business to run. I do, in theory, have appointments showing up soon enough for the show of it. If you'd like to stay, I can give you a reading and cleanse your auras just for good luck. But I'm not sure how much I could really cleanse off you three. Sure. See you later. I have nods at this. And the exit door, I've got all the swinging bell things that dings as you go outside. I leave a 20 on the table. Thank you for this little charm. Take a kind of a whiff of it and put it in my coat pocket. Sure. I'm just going to walk out. Don't really have much to say in this one here. Not fair. Yeah, it's... I'm not really the investigatory type. I'm the I'm the shooty, shooty type. I will say, though, too, like, Foxtrot probably has a bit of an odd reaction to this. Like, you're take, you're using, well, probably in your mind to be, like, New Age hucksters as viable sources of information. This is not what you're used to doing for intelligence gathering. 
Yeah. What's the read, I guess, that Foxtrot's coming off of this with? Like, he's seen some stuff, but, like, fortune-telling is a little hokey in his mind, probably. Yeah, I mean, I'm just trying to, trying to keep a straight face and not really, uh, not really my, I mean, for, <laughs> excuse the pun, but not really my cup of tea. <laughs> it's very much one of those things where I'm just kind of letting two folks who have the investigatory skills do their thing, and I'm not really saying much because I may actually end up being a dick as is my nature, especially with stuff I'm not interested in. So, yeah. That makes sense, yeah. So you're outside the shop at this point. What's everyone else's reaction to being in there? In theory, Florence is having several reactions right now. Firestarter's smart enough and experienced enough to know he's not supposed to have a reaction to that. Like, that was, if it was something, some small fries, but also some dark information got thrown out there kind of casually. Florence is, she tries to act like she's, like, not impressed or really having any interaction, but, I mean, between the cat and, like, her extensive knowledge, and then her saying that, like, Florence's aura is darker than Firestarter's and Foxtrot's, she's a little, she's a lot put off. She's very concerned. What's going through Firestarter's head at this point? He's really kind of channeling that desire to get rid of something so twisted and so corrupted like he kind of took the energy from minerva of just like there is something to burn and there is something to burn that's going to stop more deaths to happen or more deaths happening excuse me so for this it's like he's now got his like focus and he's a little bit more like all right cool he's he's got his shit that the time with t-cells kicking in a little bit at this point like the, the the pistons are firing something okay we have a target Let's go do what we do. That kind of part of his training at this point has been hammered into him after multiple operations. That's starting to fire up is the way I'm reading this. Yeah, I guess pun intended. Fire starters getting fired up. Mm-hmm. Oh, makes a lot of sense. The bag of herbs. It's I, I'm not trying to make it like a Johnny Depp in fucking Pirates of the Caribbean with his jar of dirt. But despite the fact that it seems kind of hokey, he's just going to hold on to that shit and just be like, all right. No, it's a gift. It'd be rude to reject a gift. It'd be also stupid to reject a gift that could be useful. Yeah. So where are we off to next? It's time to go and try and interrupt Jimmy's lunch, or you, know, you guys need some downtime, I guess, to kind of run through some of the information you just got. What's the plan? Let's go interrupt Jimmy's lunch. All right. You're going to set up for that? Uh, yeah. So yeah. now I get to shine. So what time is it right now? We'll say it's like 8 a.m., 9 a.m. at this point. It's still relatively early in the morning. You'll have to wait for... Jimmy to go through the police stuff, you definitely could kind of put some light surveillance on his place of business and kind of scope the area out if you wanted to. Remind me again, what's his place of business? His place of business is copies and more. When you go there, you realize that it's spelled copies and all capitals, exclamation point more. Okay. On the outside, the place is a tad faded out kind of thing. It's definitely not a new or trendy version of this. It's kind of a hey, it's here. It's convenient so we keep going through it for stuff. It's a slowly dying store, if you want. It's not part of a chain. It's not named, It's not FedEx or Kinko's or anything like that. It's just an independent store of this nature. As best you can tell, Jimmy doesn't own the place. He's not in some way in charge. He's just an employee at Copies and more. Gotcha. And what time do they open? They're open at 7 a.m., so they've been open for a while, but Jimmy had to go down to the police station, so you can get there in plenty of time to kind of set up shop and start surveilling the place if you so wish. Okay. So I'm going to get some info here as far as the place goes. Is it kind of like part of like a mini mall, like mini strip mall? Like it's one of the shops in a mini strip mall? Is it its own independent detached building? The strip mall is more accurate kind of take on it, I guess. Yeah, like it's the on the far end of the strip malls, like a subway or something like that. But it's mostly kind of all little either small chains or kind of like franchise chains or little independent stuff. Like it's not especially populated either. Like it's between what looks like the... Uh, slowly going out of business chiropractor and like a uh, used furniture store of some kind. It's not a great location. Okay. Any exits in the back of the store? I guess now I'm starting to do my surveillance, but any exits in the back? And also is the back kind of like in an alleyway that has like fences up or is it just a completely open back alleyway kind of thing? Yeah, so the back of this faces the back of another kind of strip mall type of setup. It's kind of like you have an alley that runs between where there's dumpsters. There's an exit from all the kind of various shops that gets out to the back of this for dumpster access. You can easily drive a pretty large truck down the center of that for garbage pickup or whatever. 
getting through it's pretty easy as well. There's no barricades up to stop you from getting there. There's just no reason to go back there, though, either, unless you're picking up garbage or work there, probably. Okay. I'm just trying to, in case he runs, trying to make sure I cover all my exits here. Yep. Okay. So we've got one entrance in the front. We've got one, uh, one, well, one possible entry exit in the back that leads to an alleyway that's basically connected to another strip mall area. Yeah. So the alleyway has two openings, basically like a normal alleyway would. Yeah. Kind of thing. Okay. And no gating in there, so it's not like nah. a, it's not a lock. Okay. Maybe it had it at one point, but no one's bothered to put it back up or maintain it, so it's kind of open. Okay. So I'm going to relay this information over to the team and uh, kind of let them know kind of what it looks like. And when we do approach him, if he decides to run, whatever reason, we should probably have somebody in the back nearby just in case. And other than that, how many people are working in the, in the, in the place this morning? Looking through the window, it looks like there's two people at the front, uh, kind of manning the front area, but there might be more inside the store. You can't quite tell from this angle. It's just a counter you drop stuff off and deal with people up front. Big glass window okay. in front of the store. It's not particularly clean. It's got some kind of markers on, maybe a poster stuck up over it on the inside. But yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Hmm. Okay. So uh, what I will do then is I'm just kind of set up somewhere close to the front and keep an eye. I'm going to let them know, hey, just an FYI, we've got one exit in the back. This is kind of what it looks like. We've got two people inside. So take that as you will. I guess at this point I'm gonna mess it or I'm gonna talk to the team. So, so who's going in to talk to the guy? I will go ahead and take the back route. I'll hang out right. in the little alleyway and uh, just make sure this is uh, no escape zone. All right, I'll walk in with Lawrence then in the front. So, yeah, just do something to the front. We can catch him there. But everything else looks pretty straightforward. Nothing too fancy. Yeah, and he's not due there till what time? You're not quite sure. While you're there, probably we'll say around like 11 o'clock, kind of as you're setting up and kind of waiting for him. He kind of strolls into work eventually. Okay. A few hours, they'll be going to lunch. So then uh, I'll let Firestarter know, uh, ready to set up in the back. While Firestarter is hanging out in the back, he's going to take some of the herbs that he has in a little bag, just kind of rolls it into a little cigarette, lights it, and just smokes and just waits. All right. Give me an alertness while you're back there, actually. Ooh. Ooh, an alertness roll. Fucking the curse of fumbling Faustus better not <laughs> pass on the fire starter. Failure. <laughs> I was real close. <laughs> real close with that. God damn it. Uh, so you're, you're, you're looking around like there's something nagging at your brain. You just can't quite put it together, I guess. You're kind of looking around and looking at kind of the various backs of the stores and stuff like that. But yeah, nothing, nothing weird. Nothing leaps out at you immediately. I'm just smoking next to a fucking giant pile of sticks, and I'm just not even realizing it. <laughs> no, nothing that bad. Like, it's it's an alleyway. It's dumpsters. Like, there's nothing. There's not some, like, lumbering stick monster coming up behind you. Like, there's something that gets in the back of your brain. It's like, there's something off here. I'm just not registering what it is. Nothing. Like, the alarm bell's going off, but you're not putting two and two together. It's a strip mall, you said, right? Yeah. Lawrence is going to go into the mall, walk around. He's working. He's going to, like, buy stuff. Well, so you're, you're going to go into copies and more? Yeah, see what he's like doing, but he's yeah. gonna shop around. So make it look like he's like going through the strip mall. Yeah. So the first thing is you kind of walk through the front door, and like opposite when you come in, there's one of those big smile. You're on security camera monitors aimed right at the door. Angle's kind of weird on it though. It's a little bit lower than maybe normal is, so it definitely catches your face as you come in, kind of thing. But yeah, normal thing, I guess. That's stuff to look at. There's boxes. There's shipping stuff. There's a poster kind of proclaiming we do passport photos and stuff like that notary. Yeah, she's gonna shop around with some, like, note cards and whatnot. Yeah. Is he doing checkout? Yeah, he's at the, so, the way the store's set up, there's kind of, there's a checkout lane, and there's also just kind of, like, a general help desk. They're the same kind of counter, but it's at the back of the kind of the front area you're at, and he's just kind of standing there with someone else, kind of twiddling his thumbs, waiting for people to show up and asking questions. You could check out at either, probably, but one definitely seems to be more for services. He's at the just checkout. Oh, yeah, she's gonna go up and, like, start asking him questions about really menial stuff in the store that she's looking for and you know, like, get him to show her around. Uh, well, ma'am, I can... Uh, well, oh, what brings you into copies and more today? I'm looking for... I forget what you call it. It's, like, thick paper you print, like, fancy resumes on. Oh, like, uh, high-quality paper stock, right? Yeah, we have, we have some yeah. of that. You want, like, with the fancy letters that show through on the side, inside, if you hang it up with light, or, well, like, cheaper just, like, 
heavy paper do? Uh, no, no. Oh, right this way. And he kind of like ushers you through part of the store. And yeah, they have a couple varieties of it. None of it's super impressive, but at least like uh, right here, ma'am, um, we have three different options. If you want kind of more of a off-white, we have this. This is our cheapest one, but it does print well through most printers. It's a little bit thinner. It doesn't have the kind of watermark inside and uh, kind of points on. And this is our uh, premier paper, I guess. I'm not sure what to call it. Uh, it's um, it's the heaviest. It's got a cotton mixing of it, I guess, of some kind. Uh, I don't even know why we sell. We don't really sell that much of it, but I guess fancy parties or something. Yeah, you um, you seem to like know a lot about this stuff. I, I, I don't. This might sound a little weird, but I'm I'm trying to put together my resume. I'm a bit embarrassed because I'm I haven't done it in a long time, but um, maybe. Uh, when you get off or your lunch or something, you we could. I'm shopping around, so we could sit down for a few minutes and talk about like how to put one together. I could pay you. Seems a little bit confused by this. Um, ma'am, we we have a professional center. You could talk to them there. Maybe they could help you out. Um, kind of pauses oh. for a second. Uh, if, if you're looking to pad a resume, being able to say you have like a passport or something is a great way to do that, and we can do that for you here. It's relatively cheap we can even do the paperwork for you oh yeah i could go get their help but i want your i i don't really work in that department uh, I'm, I'm i'm hoping to someday but uh yeah i i just kind of work kind of gestures around sales i guess here um i, I can get my manager and you, you want to get coffee with me on your lunch how are you asking this you, like, this could go a couple different ways <laughs> she's asking it like like seductively <laughs> <laughs> he is definitely thrown by this. He's like, um, uh, uh. <laughs> she's I, like I, trying I, to subtly flirt, and it doesn't work, so she's just blunt with it. Just two awkward people. Just I, I could get coffee. Um, yes, I, I, I yes, I, I, I could definitely get coffee. Um, my lunch break is actually kind of looks at the clock. Um, uh, it's about an hour and a half. Um, you want to keep shopping until then, or um. There's a Starbucks down by the subway, and if you just want to wait for me there, um, I, I can meet you there when I go out when I break for lunch. Um, I'm assuming my manager lets me because uh, well, I had to come in late today because I had to go talk to the cops. Uh, my, my my mom was murdered a couple of days ago, or more than that, but like a couple of weeks. Holy shit! Yeah. Oh. Why is he so casual about this? <laughs> um, I, you know what? Uh, why don't you give me your number and I will text you. You'll, you'll, you'll give me your number? Uh, uh, no, you, yeah, uh, you, yes, you, of course. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, uh, I grab some of the fancy pieces of paper and scribbling a number down fast as easy as possible. Uh, here you go, a cold sit. Um, I, I look forward to sharing coffee with you, milady. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I'll, I'll see you around. <laughs> she's going to leave, and she's going to go get back in the car. So Foxtrot was in there for all of this. What is Foxtrot's reaction to this? Foxtrot is doing everything in his power to not fucking die of laughter. <laughs> and so, uh, I'm just, uh, well, I'm assuming since she was shopping around, I we were shopping separately, as to not make it obvious. Yeah, of course. Um, so, I'm just going to stay in there a little bit longer to uh, just kind of gauge his reaction after Florence leaves. He seems super happy. Holy shit, I'm trying so hard not to laugh, like, behind whatever, like, I don't know, behind the, uh, the post, uh, the postcard rack or something. Yeah, you, you, you kind of, like, you observe, uh, Jim fighting with his manager, his manager's yelling at him for, like, you come in late and you still want to take lunch at your normal time, et cetera, et cetera, but eventually that dies down, and Jim still seems super happy. He's kind of sitting at his, like, standing at his spot at the catcher, just like, super happy about everything like just like i'd say he's radiating but like it comes like because he's jim and he's kind of a tragic individual it just kind of comes off it looks like he's sweating a little bit too much and again like now that we're having a second to kind of actually look at jim and not trying to i, I don't know interact with him like the guy is five foot six at max he's prematurely balding like he's got thick glasses he's not kind of meek but also somehow slightly overweight at the same time kind of thing this is not a high-end specimen of the human form unfortunately like it's this is maybe the greatest that's ever happened to jim ever as far as jim knows 
He's a solid four in good lighting. I yeah, I maybe a solid four in bad lighting, but yes. He's a I, he's a he's a Georgia four. This is not me shaming people <laughs> that look like this, but we I, I don't have a better way of describing him. Like we, we've had like half fish people on this podcast, so yeah, we we should be used to kind of like he's it's not a good looking man. He's not like tragically bad looking, but like that aggressively mediocrely average look. I guess is the way of thinking of him. If he was a spice, he would be flower. <laughs> Firestarter's just going to text the group. It's like, how's the uh, op going? <laughs> I'm going to text uh, the group and say, Florence has a date. Tell him, Florence. Uh, Florence doesn't respond. She's in the car with her head buried in like the back of the seat screaming. Firestarter responds to fire emojis and a thumbs up. So uh, I guess after kind of observing him a little bit longer, I'm going to head out and uh, make my way to the car. Yeah. I'm going to um, take my little herb cigarette, toss it in the alleyway, and I'm going to step on it to put it out. Well, uh, I'm going to bring the car around towards the back to pick up Firestar. All right. So, yeah, you, you pull around to pick him up. And because Foxtrot is who Foxtrot is, you immediately see what was bugging Firestar didn't realize it was there. So Copies and More is the only of these stores with three security cameras on the back of it. There's no logical reason it should have that many, but it's got one kind of like, it's got bubble one directly above the door and one either corner, and they're, they cover pretty aggressively. And where Firestarter was standing, he was definitely caught on one of those cameras. Maybe not like, aggressively but like he in theory is on security footage mm, how did i oh well, i didn't get close enough to observe if there were cameras there were cameras well, you, you walked in with one and there was one directly when you walked in the store i remember there was the whole like tamal you're on closed circuit camera moment well there's that one but not like when i was observing the uh the area i did yeah, yeah. Now, now that you've seen this kind of as you drive around the front again again there's security cameras copies and more has too many security cameras. Ah. Like, there's a lot of coverage that you don't need to have. Okay. I'm going to drive a block away, and then I'm going to text Firestarter, hoof it over here, we need to talk. I don't even text and respond. I just kind of casually walk away, and then when I feel a little bit more secure with how far I am from copies and more, I start picking up the pace and get into a jog. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah, you kind of reconnect successfully. Um, got about an hour and a half to burn before Jim goes on break. Uh, what do you do with that hour and a half? What's up, Foxtrot? There are a lot of security cameras right outside of uh, that copy place. Like, an exorbitant amount of cameras. Way more there, than that shop needs. There were? Yeah, that's why I pulled away from the alleyway to pick you up. I didn't I mean, just do it because I'm a dick. Truth be told, I honestly can't super tell yet this is my first stop with you so my apologies if that was my first inclination but like how many cameras were there i mean i saw that there were cameras but i guess i didn't even think about it well i know there's the one when we walk in the front because they have the camera saying we're there then charlie remind me how many cameras are in the front going around the outside of this you counted just on the outside at least nine okay and Two is all this place needs. One on the back, one on the front. Like a bubble okay. camera for both ends would have been plenty, but they have an awful lot of coverage. Yeah. And inside, thinking back now, you're like, okay, yeah, that angle for that smile you're on camera thing, that was really low, like deliberately low. Like normally those are kind of like uh, angle shots you kind of look up and you're like, oh, haha, I'm on the camera. This was so your face showed up on it regardless if you looked up or not. And again, kind of thinking a little bit more on this. You're pretty sure there was at least five or six other cameras in the store as well. So I'm going to relay that information and then say, plus, there are three in the back, right around the area you were at. So you look real suspicious back there just hanging out. Why would they have so many cameras? Hmm. The paper they sell can't be that good. Exactly. It's either some front or something. Either way, whatever they're storing that footage on. Little field trip later tonight. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Do I get know, to paper, burn the building down? Yes. Paper is pretty flammable, yes. so sure, why Perfect. not? Is a glint in Firestarter's eyes. 
I look over at Florence and say, you know, it's funny. When I first met you, you were kind of upset with us setting buildings on fire, but now it's kind that, of uh, caught on. That was a historical building that didn't need to be set on. This one needs to be set on fire. Yeah, but I mean, it's a great story to tell other Delta Green Ops at some point. It'll be fun. Yeah. Um, whatever it is, we need to figure it out. If it's, I don't know, maybe a front or someone set us up, but whatever it is, we need that footage gone. Who would have set us up? Look, it's just a working theory, but I'm pretty sure that this isn't Delta Green, what we're doing here, or at least not the one that we're used to, but the last stop that we went on, like, motions between her and Fox Rock, that felt awful lot like a setup. Yep. Hmm. Well then. Does this feel like any standard ops you're a part of? You spend one op with fiddlesticks, and you absolutely lose your concept of standard. I've seen some shit. I've done some shit. I don't know about you, but I just kind of take things at face value at this point. Well, as the only person here who's not dealt with fiddlesticks, if you guys feel like this is some kind of setup, even for the for what you call a quote unquote fiddlesticks operation, then we should definitely be on high alert. I want to reschedule my interaction with this person. I'm going to tell him that I want to hang out after he gets home. Your hot date? Ah, oh, come on, he can't stand up your hot date. I cover my mouth and chuckle a little bit, trying to hold back laughter. I've never wanted to kill someone as much as I want to kill you right now. Aww, we're bonding. Yep. You know, it's normally the guys who are really bad at flirting, but this is uh, Delta Green, you see strange things, and uh, I, thank you for I, that. I don't flirt with men. I Wait, hold up. I, I missed Florence flirting. Ugh, I got the shit out of the stick in that one. You didn't miss much. It was actually pretty bad. Look, okay, I, I missed kept, so much then. I just kept putting up the most obvious, like, hey, come spend lunch with me. And I was like, oh, no, I want to work in the professional department. And then when I asked him to get coffee, he brought up his dead mother. Like, casually or, like, as a means of trying to get you to go on with his date? I, it was just, he was, like, talking a lot and he was like yeah my mom died like last week well like last month but it was so casual well you know it means he doesn't have a curfew so you've got that going for you agent firestarter's howling right now <laughs> i'm the closest thing this team has to a doctor okay so i'd be careful <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> whatever you say my lady let's uh you let's get out of here <laughs> i just start driving away <laughs>